Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Stop it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Welcome to episode 263 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, who just came off of a uh, binge watch of some really, really awful Netflix. Joined, as always, by my life partner in crime, producer Bruce. What's up, fellas? We have Sir John again. Hi, kids. (laughs) That's a weird way to say it again. The again was for Chuck, who's also with us again. Merry New Year, beef jerky time. Uh, what? Of course, uh, Scott's here from there, the block. Right. Yeah, the block is uh, square and uh, level. And Big Jeff. Hello. Hi, Kirk. We uh, also have our special guest for the evening, uh, Brother Sean, who's really important in places where I'm, I'm not. Uh, John, you want to do a better intro for Sean? Yeah, so t- to be fair, you guys are... Yeah, no, shut up, Sean. You're going to get this because I always <laughs> a few beatings about the head and neck. So, well, first off, you guys are both those goofy little bellhop red hat kind of guys and both uh, uh, in the wrong jurisdiction. Someone from the right, right. That's refreshing. Yeah, oh, yeah he is. He's one. Of the, he's a fellow along with you, goofball. Um, Got it. He's also my current grand commander of the state of Minnesota, so I have to. Be nice to him because I'm his grand prelate and his jurisprudence guy. And he's also the newly installed, as of last night, potentate for Osmond Shrine. And he's also got a dues card stack that puts Nikki Johnson's to shame. So, wow. yeah. Welcome. And he's really sucking and he doesn't know what he's doing, which is really funny because he's an IT guy, just like Harland. Yeah. We had hoped that, uh, that, John would have warned you about our show and who we are and what we do here. Uh, and I guess last, but certainly not least, we have the uh, Buffalo Horn guy from the White House last week. How you doing, <laughs> Bob? Yeah. You know, that, guy, that guy's a shaman. Bob. Bob. Let, let's stick with Bob. All right. Hello, Bob. Bob, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm, I'm writing down everybody's names. Uh, who is the... Who is the grand potentate? Herbert Feltersnatch. No, seriously. <laughs> Your mom. I'm trying to be serious here. His name is, <laughs> his name is Sean, Tony. Tony, I love you, Bob. And by oh, the way, oh, Tony, Bob. Sorry, Bob. Bob. And by the way, Bob, Sean, Bob, t- Tony, Bob. Sean is not spelled with an H, just so you know. Yeah, he's, he's spelled the proper Irish way. And His he's also very good friends with uh, with James the Fourth, our past uh, guest. So, Every, I gotta say, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Every, or, everybody gets mad at me because I I can't remember anybody's names. Who so am I, Tony? I'm trying to write them down. So don't y'all change your blocks around where you're at. Uh, I'm, I'm so, trying to yeah, write you everybody's know, name down. So we got Sean and who's the brown looking guy? Tony. I am not who's Scotty. Who's the, who's who's this guy right here? We can't see who you're pointing at, Bob. <laughs> oh, uh, we can only see your face. The guy rubbing his eye. This would be your most. You, this, this is the king of no pants, Tony. Apparently he doesn't listen. Apparently he's uh, like Nick from Florida this, and doesn't listen to the show either. So this is the this is the is this the first show you've been on, Chuck? That he's been here too. Yeah, yes. it has. Uh, okay. So he definitely doesn't listen to the show. That's good to know. Wait, yeah. does anybody listen to the show? I don't. I do. Analytics. Jesus, why would you? I do. I do because I'm amazing. Some, some guy uh, not yes. really uh, I mean, if I miss a show, I listen to it, but I don't listen to the show after I'm on it. I listen. I'm not there? sure you listen to it when you're on it. Yeah, Tony Sean's here but he's having connection issues, which is like I said, uh, funny because he's an ironic. Well, while while we're waiting on Sean, because I don't want to take up his time, I need your guys' help. Uh, I oh got God! Little, I got into a little situation last week. Um, you got you guys know I don't hear so well, right? What? No, you're Bob. We just met you like five minutes ago. Who are you? We don't know anything about you. Right. You do realize this is streaming to the world, so the FBI is listening, Tony. Bob. I don't, uh, I don't hear so well. take my hat off. So I'm driving down the road last week, early in the week, and I heard a guy on the radio. I'm getting older, and I do take that little blue pill, but it don't always work. And so I heard this guy on the radio talking about somebody that stole their erection. And so I, I got to find out who stole my erection. And they all told me to be in Washington, D.C. on November or January the 6th. And, and we, we, we was going to take back our erections. And so I showed up. I drove up there. I showed up. And the uh, president even came out because somebody must stole his erection. And anyway, he came out and talked a little bit. And next thing I know... The whole crowd starts going this direction. And I thought, well, Lord of mercy, they must have found out who stole direction. So I went with them. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sure you just happen to be wearing your Trump gear, as as always, as you do. You know, Tony, they, they make a blue pill that can find your erection for you. The, the, there was this big house, the big house. And it and it looked like the end of a, you know what, on top there. It had a bone thing. And I'm thinking, well, that's where they're keeping all their erections. <laughs> and so I went in there, and there was people hollering and shouting. Next thing I know, um, I couldn't find the erection. I came on back home. And next thing I know, a friend of mine's telling me the FBI is looking for me. So I'm a little concerned now uh, because I hope they don't think I was trying to steal the Oh, he froze up, and I'm just going to uh, say that, uh, I don't give a shit what side of the argument you're on. That right there is funny. I just watched Harlan die inside listening that to was, that. That was the best monologue I've heard all week. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm on the After Lodge podcast. I don't give a shit if you're on the left or the right. That was hilarious. You know, I thought my well, unless you had your erection, Nolan, then it's and... not very funny. Right. Don't steal no erection. It might be the three beers talking, but that shit's funny, man. No, that's, I, got, I, I, I gotta say things. I've had some awful crappy jobs in my life, 
but I've never been one of them erection counters. They say a lot of people didn't count the erection right, and I've never have had to count a bunch of erections. If I had to do that, I'd quit. <laughs> we we call those meat gazers in the military, Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I got to sign off here. If I stay in one place too long, FBI catch me or that that Department of Homeland Security or whatever. So you guys have a good show, and I'll talk to y'all later. Tony, thanks, Bob. I mean, Bob, once you have already gone. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't hold him up. Uh, holy. How many nights did he stay up thinking of that one? How you should have been around when he spent a while on that joke. It, yeah. it, it, I, I'm guessing at least seven. <laughs> but you know what, though, the f***ed up thing will be is that he'll go and get on a plane next week and he'll be on a no-fly list because of that. <laughs> 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 I don't think it'll be because of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. He does deal in propane and propane yeah. accessories. It's like he's... Wow. He came on the show. Just to do that. Simply Pop. to do that. He he waited for like half an hour for us uh, to get... He said no more preamble and bullshit just to fire that out. That was oh, Tony's commitment to, uh, to his calls. Well, at least he waited till we started... You know, that's a I, I, I salute his commitment to the shtick. Oh no, oh, he's back. <laughs> but to be fair, you know what, Tony? No, it's that, gonna be another a, one. Oh, it's Tony. A, Tony, welcome whole, to the show. That is a whole that's a whole new not level of raising you. a flag. I'm, I'm sorry I'm late. Did I miss anything? <laughs> you know, uh not much. No, well, hey, hey Tony, I, I heard you looking to I heard you like raising flags and you want people to touch them or something. I have, you, know, you know, I'm offended you said that we have the grand potentate Sean Gardner on here, and you're talking like that. I would, you know, what right? we need to keep our decorum. Good old I've Tony. Served Always him does I ser- knows all I the I have guests. served him booze. I've served him booze, Tony. What What would be the After Lodge public grand honors? <laughs> and I would have to beep out. I, I don't you think we could at legally stream that. Yeah. A public grand honor? Literally, it's in the title, right? Uh, no, no, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, for, for, I got no, no, I meant from us. Like we, we legally, whatever we would do to someone, and like whether it's in private or public, shouldn't be streamed to the world. That's fair. That's fair. Otherwise, we end up with more uh, um, feminine hygiene stuff from the view. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a question Biden. for a new grand potentate, though. I know. I had a friend. I had a friend listen to it. Said they almost they almost drove off the road when they heard that. <sighs> you must be having some connection problems. Our our guest of honor had to reboot again. Again, I'll point out he's an IT guy. You know, I, I, I've noticed in in my time on this earth that people like what they do as part of their job when when they come yeah. home. The, yeah, it sucks. Like that aspect. Car, the, the... the worst yard in my neighborhood is the guy who's a landscaper. That's my, right. my brother. That you ever looked at a cobbler's shoes? My brother, right. brother's yard is uh, immaculate. That's not. That's not necessarily a rule. Might be an exception. I have a pe- your brother's proctologist. Look, Bruce. I have a PhD <laughs> and I come on the show and I act like I do for a reason. <laughs> 
Your brother's still young enough to keep up appearances, Scott. I mean, that's fair. Uh, yes, he has the yes, equipment. Do, Chuck. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to be rude, but before the grand potentate comes back, who's Chuck? Somebody tell me who Chuck is. Like, he said he was no pants. What? Who's this guy? Yeah, Chuck is the amazing king of no pants, who's even more salty than I am, which is a... So you might recognize... Really? Back in the Reddit days, the king of no pants. Or gotcha. Okay. Long time fan of the show since, like, I don't know, episode one. Yeah, I'm sure y'all have interacted on the Reddit before. I think we probably and, had. And that was the staple of the show, God Save All of Us. I just don't think I... No, this is the first time you've been to the show with me, Tony. First time you've been on the show in, uh, in quite some time. Where you been, buddy? I haven't seen you. I since froze like up again. Administration. Somebody's bugged into my my internet. Uh, it's I just the FBI tapping in. What What was the question? He's got that twenty eight bod modem. He said, Where you been? You ain't been on the show in a while. We uh, we thought you done got rounded up in a FEMA camp. Dude, I've been I've been scared to death of this uh, uh, martial law thing, and. Uh, so I, I've just been collecting and you're guns. Afraid coming on the show would make it worse. I went down in my basement, and did, the only time I came out, I went out and I bought twenty guns, and I bought two ARs. No bullets, but twenty uh, guns. And, and They're all I out of bullets. I checked. Great. Well, you ain't lying. Right <laughs> out of. Uh huh. Sure they are. Well, but but then I realized. Since I bought all my guns at the gun store, the government knows exactly what guns I have. That was a bad investment on my part because now they know what I got. So what I did is I went and sold all my guns to a buddy of mine, and I bought all his guns. So now they don't know what I got or what he has, so now we're, we're fully protected. Well, see, well, I, I bought all my guns at gun store, but then I had a boating accident on the way home. and uh, I lost all my guns in a boating yeah. accident. That's right. <laughs> yep. What you get for buying your guns from a store that cooperates with police, Tony? <laughs> From well, my there, understanding, you can get a gun on the street. I got a, I got a few guns oh. left, but uh, there he is. Like, like you all said, I don't have any <coughs> ammunition. So if anybody comes for my guns, I'm gonna have to throw them at them. Or, yeah, you're in good company, buddy. Because well, I, I mean, as long as they don't pass in any, uh, you know, deepened background checks or gun registration, you can go out and buy a fully automatic AK-16. With a sixty-round magazine clip on the streets for ten bucks from, I, I, and then the you list hurts me the most. Oh, 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 you oh. let him finish. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah, no, he, he couldn't hold that on the bullshit without starting to break. You said magazine clip. That bothered me more than anything. Look, if anyone ever listens to this podcast. We mean if no one. Fortunately, well, no they one, don't. No one listens to this show. I mean, but well, everyone that does becomes. A- <laughs> then why are you here, Tony? You have a question. I never said I was somebody. <laughs> I I am definitely a nobody. He just uh, likes you, Bruce. That's what. I'm it sorry. Is. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, I do have a serious question, and I know this is going to make me sound stupid, but that's all. Right, out of here. Somebody, somebody ex- actually explain. I'm, I'm joking about this stuff, but somebody actually explain what martial law is. I don't know. I have the lawyer uh, do it. What is what actually is martial law? There are laws apply to martial. Yeah. Okay. If you're not anybody, need martial. We have so, several yeah. marshals in our lodge, so this could be a problem. 
and the store, the crappy clothing store, applies to them too. Okay. There's Seriously. no okay. dress for less. No, that's there right. we go. Harlot, Harlot, what is martial oh. law? There's not really such a like. That's a generic descriptor for bad for movies. Military enforcement of of government actions. It's we would call it a state of emergency, which is where the executive branch gets some heightened powers. And the National Guard comes in, or, or I guess, no, it'd still be the National Guard in the case of Washington. So, yeah. Whenever you hear somebody talk about uh, martial law, or my favorite that's been peddled around lately, a military court that's going to decide the election thing. Just so y'all know, like there, that's not how any of this works. There's, there's no such thing. That's the first I heard of that one. There, what about not, Jay? politics once we went live? Yeah. Well, we're talking law. Yes, the judge advocates judge advocate general, like that's the branch that deals with courts martial for service members and inter military okay. So I can sum up martial law for Tony in a, in words that he can understand. You've seen Escape from New York. Yes. I have not. That's it. You need to watch it, Scotty. But that's basically right. no law. I mean, there was no law in effect. Everybody just kind of did what they wanted. There was no law. Now, the way I don't hey, look, I can, I can, real, I can change this from like I, I do have a question for a potentate. Um, since he's since he's back and since he's back, he's here. I have a question for him. Um, and to be fair, he's doing a Scottish right meaning at the same time, the wanker, because he's also wise master of the Rose Croix. <laughs> So my 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 question is is that how long has the shrine been in on the conspiracy to keep drinking out of the blue lodge? Oh, there we go. We've come full circle. Oh, here we go. When would we be against drinking? At the blue lodge? No, as a shriner, why would you be against <laughs> drinking at all? Well, well, here in the western Pennsylvania region of the after lodge lodge vicinity um, around these parts, they um, it, just about every single Shriner I have met is against having an alcoholic beverage at the Blue Lodge in the cafeteria after Lodge meetings are over. Well, yeah, because that, if, if you allow drinking at Lodge, people won't have a need to join the Shrine. And- That's my point. That's my <laughs> point. They tell me the Shrine is for drinking. So that, that is the exact mentality that a, a Shrine brother at my mother lodge told me. Is That is exactly why he said... I'm just here for the drinking. Drinking at lodge. Bruce can confirm. <laughs> you, you have to look at the history of masonry like in the late 1700s, early 1800s, when it was actually um, foundational that drinking was not allowed in Masonic lodges or at Masonic events, which is what spawned off all the other fun bodies like the shrine or the tall cedars or the, uh, Movepar guys. Um, that's the why grotto. all those groups. Yes. Yeah. The grotto. That's why all those groups started up was because you weren't allowed to do those, um, at the time, socially unacceptable, outlets um at a lodge event okay well right that was that post william morgan nonsense and the puritan takeover of grand lodges 
because they were all that was left. Which but, is funny because before yes. lodges were all formed in pubs. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. So it's that cyclical thing, um, and then they realized that they had to have fun again, and they spun up all these other bodies to have fun, and then now the lodges realized, oh wait, the guys are going to these other bodies to have fun, and they're not hanging out at lodge. We got to have fun again. Right. Well, my my argument's always been that lodge shouldn't be for just you know getting drunk and so forth, but it should be alcohol should be permitted after the lodge meeting is over in the cafeteria because it's a social lubricant. It people will stay, have a drink with each other, bullshit for a little while, and then go home. Not lodge is closed, boom, and everybody's out the door. Um, and by the way, jo- circus. Yes, you brought someone on here who is knowledgeable and forthcoming and intelligent. The f- wrong with you? Uh, you know, we've had James on, and I, I'm kind of torn on who's like the, the the sharper knife or sharper spoon in the drawer. I guess. Well, so no, and I appreciate the I appreciate the answer. I jokingly say that there's a conspiracy, at least in my neck of the woods, to from the shrine to keep you know to keep blue lodges dry because it it would dry up their membership too. Um, but when I look at the shrine. I mean, I might want to join. I, you know, my brother and I, we talked about getting in after COVID's kind of over and all that. But um, I wouldn't join for the drinking. I would join because they do things that I think would be fun, being in parades and so on and so forth. Um, but also and, for the drinking. But also for the drinking. I mean, the little, I will tell you, the riding the little cars in a parade is fun. I mean, I, the engine right near your testicles does get a little uncomfortable at times, but... You know, some people pay good money for that, like Harlan. I thought about getting. I, Matt, and I, Matt and I thought about going in. My brother thought and I thought about going in and getting a dune buggy together just for doing Tron stuff, man. Like now, we, the, the mini cars. I've always been under the impression the mini cars are a grotto thing. No, like no. Our grotto is like they are the outside. No. Like they have a they, they have a garage that is almost as big as their hall, that where they store and, and maintain their their mini I mean, well, I mean, you're my, those places where grotto is a big thing. Yeah, my shrine. No I, mean, I mean, we have guys who drive like mini monster trucks and mini truck trailers. Like when I say little car, I mean the thing where you are your accelerator is you're pushing your thigh into the side and. You're oh, steering with one are. hand, and your brake is another thing, and the and the four stroke engine is literally. You better be wearing dickies because. So Jeff, the engine is driving a Civic. <laughs> so no, actually, um, I kind of want to join the grotto just for the sake of joining the mini car. Well, Sean, I just want to let you know, I don't know how much you've listened to the show. I've been the advocate on the show for bringing that back to the Blue Lodges in our area, but. Um, my my whole thing is is that like when I was raised to the third degree, um, after after it was all over, uh, me and the guy that lectured me, we were the only two that wanted to hang out afterward, and we went to a local bar, full suit and everything, and we literally had to yell to each other in order to have a conversation about what happened that night because it was just so loud in the bar and there's people. Literally, we were asked if we were Mormons because we were dressed up nice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but I mean, 
it's a memorable. It was a memorable time because of, of course, the third degree is always going to be memorable. But well, um, the, oh, he's going for the fast. Right. Sorry, but it broke. Hey, it, I, hey, I well, he had to. I put mine on. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck played the "I'll show you my wiener if you show me mine" game, and now now the Pope Fez is coming out because it's like just under twenty four hours old. Right. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you that it broke my heart that we had to go somewhere else to <laughs> celebrate. John, you know you want to go break yours out now. No, I don't. It's so, in the upper room. That's that, that's you know a what, great you know between me and the Fez, my liquor cabinet. You know where I'm going to stop walking? <laughs> well, to be fair, if you turn if you turn the Fez upside down and if it's sealed right way, it's a big old bucket of liquor. Well, yeah, no, what well, I was going to put on my Fez case was KFC. Yeah, it's a bucket of chicken. I like fried chicken so much <laughs> I carry around my own bucket. <laughs> oh, yes. Funny for the guys from Western Pennsylvania. So, but um, from the standpoint of having fun in the uh, Blue Lodge, originally you look at like the S- Swedish Rite or... Uh, the old German uh, Grand Lodge system, right, where, where all of masonry is one system. So mm-hmm. there's the argument to do that um, approach, which keeps everything progressive and and neat and easy, instead of spawning off fifty thousand different bodies. Um, but then, where's the fun in that too? Well, I hear you, and and unfortunately, at least in our neck of the woods just by looking at the type of guys that are frequenting our shrine, the grotto, et cetera, it's got to maybe another 10, 15 years before they're going to be starving for membership and won't be able to afford the bills. Um, uh, you know, you look at the so? average age in the Scottish Rite, in the shrine, even in the York Rite, <clears throat> um, you look at the the average age of the appendant bodies and they're all, well, they're going down because they're passing away. But it was 10 years ago, it was 88 years old for the shrine. And it was 70-something for the Scottish Rite. So yeah. you, you start looking at those demographics for masonry as a whole, that's where we're seeing the natural decline is because that um, it's generate. You look at the population of the generation. Right. And the next largest generation that rivals that, that uh, greatest generation is the Gen Z yeah, the Fortnite the generation. Yeah. The, 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 the what now? I call so, them the, the Fortnite generation. You you. Uh, or am I yeah, thinking? Look at, masonry is like a cyclical thing, and you look at it over spans of years. It's kind of like um, seasonal retail, right? You're going to see peaks and valleys, and um, where we should be in a natural valley, and then hit another peak. Um, and it's all you can tie to one variable, which is generation size, and then tie to another another variable, which is um, community involvement, which is the one we usually look at is community involvement and how, right. how popular community involvement is in that generation. Um, we just came off of two generations that weren't it wasn't popular to do organized community involvement. So. Hmm. I kind of see that that trend. That's interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. When I, when I look at the guys that are in the, those older two generations, they're the ones that, you know, they come, they pay the bills. They're the ones that kind of 
grumble the most when you talk about making donations or holding like a community picnic and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So, yeah well, I can, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and man, you know, I just know that a lot of the new guys that come into my lodge, um, which is not after Lodge Lodge, a lot of the new guys, the younger guys that are coming in, and not just old guys mm-hmm. trying to get reinstatement, they're just like burned out on social media, online stuff, et cetera, et cetera. They're wanting the in-person uh, experience, and I kind of think that – you know, the internet may put a little bit more of a um, speed bump on that cyclical, like you know, process you're talking about. But I know a lot of guys that are just, just they, they want that interaction instead of just being online. Well, Scotty, like in, in the in the region of the um, northeastern triangulation of Australia, Western Pennsylvania, that I'm in. <laughs> What? I did that yep. to make you. I, I did to make circus mad. Um, you know, no, the, the the lodges in my district are starting to get younger. Um, Good, that's great. That's I, great. News. I, you know, I I know I'm overweight and I got a lot of gray in me. I'm 38. You know, my officer line. Oh my god, guy, that's right. I was going to say guy. you look great for 60. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, look, I'll tell you what, man. I'm not gonna lie, some, you're you're younger than I thought, but not because some, of what. Some people age like fine wine. I'm aging like milk sitting on a radiator. <laughs> <laughs> and um but no, my my blue lodge, like our master is twenty six, I'm the senior warden, I'm thirty eight. Everyone behind me is in their mid to early thirties. I think our youngest, our oldest guy in line is our senior stu- our senior steward, and he's like 48 and I our past that, actually, three masters were, were in their early 50s so so i think that brings up an excellent like third variable social drought right so as we became more internet based and facebook and twitter and all that where we're not interacting um in person which is um, interestingly, our Grand Lodge put out a couple of um, guidances, we'll say, about social media and, and management of your online persona. And one of the things my wife and I were talking about um, is, would you say that to your brother to their face? Then why are you saying it on Facebook? Yeah. And in some cases, John... You would. <laughs> and me. And me. <laughs> There's yeah. always the outlier is because, like, but, I know Ethan was writing it. Well, and, like, our grand secretary's known me for years. I know he read it once. Oh, I know a guy that this, yeah, doesn't give a, doesn't give a shit. So if, if you look at that, we've created a social drought with Facebook and all these online tools that were supposed to connect us but actually pulled us further apart. Well, and um, the younger guys joining my lodge are, are in, in my district have said the same thing. They're like, I, you know, I, I go to work, I come home, I play video games, I watch TV, I watch other videos on my special computer that only watches those special videos, and, <laughs> and I go to bed, and I'm bored. Like, I, you know, they wanted the younger, I, I mean, people like my age and younger, like they're. They're just sick of it, at least near me. I mean, that's that was one of the reasons I wanted to join is to 
have something to do other than go to work and come home and play video games. You know, yeah. and I, I feel I've gotten a lot out of it. it you know, it, it, it's not just a social club. No, I mean, I, 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 I definitely do not like I, I have very much enjoyed it. I uh, told guys point blank, you know, uh, when I went through my divorce, you know, uh, almost two years ago, like, and there are some other guys who have uh, said the same thing. They're like, this fraternity's probably saved my life. I'm, uh, I'm one of those guys. I can't confirm that. Yeah, it, you know, this this it gave me something to do and kept my mind off stuff and gave me a bunch of guys who actually cared about me, who I, I was actually willing to listen to when they were like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't stick your in a toaster." <laughs> hey, but anything can be used as a dildo if you're brave enough. You will be somebody, little guy. <laughs> you stole that line from me. Yeah, you damn right I did, and I just used it again. <laughs> is, is that a twenty bucks is twenty bucks joke? A hole is a hole. Yes. Well, so how do you, as, as as being the new potentate? How do you feel about uh, when you get brothers who? come to the shrine but they don't support their blue lodge they don't show up to regular blue lodge so i'm a bit of a ritualist and in the shrine ceremonial it says um the shine that the light that shone on you today and from the bodies of the york and scottish rites um forces you to take back to your lodge that enlightenment that you received because there you receive the highest degree this side of paradise that you will ever receive, the degree of a master mason. Hmm. Your first and most important duty is to your old mother lodge. So in the shrine <clears throat> Fez lecture, which is that that's a part of, it tells you that the most important thing in masonry is the lodge. Um, and you should always remember that. Now, the fact that we've forgotten it, and it's not just the shrine where we've forgotten it. We've forgotten it in almost all of our, our appendant bodies, mm-hmm. you know, where the guys will go to um, alphabet soup rather than go to lodge or mm-hmm. they'll go. Right. Um, exactly. So uh, it's one of those things that it's in, incumbent upon <coughs> us as leaders in masonry to remind everyone that no. The whole reason we're here is Blue Lodge. Do you want to participate in everything else? Great. Fantastic. Go ahead. But we also need to give them value at the Blue Lodge, which is the other side of that coin, right? Mm-hmm. The guys won't come to Lodge if all they're doing is business meetings. There's no benefit to to participating, right? You're right. You're right. So if you do... A couple of my chapter meetings like this if you do this at your meetings where you have an open honest discussion and you're having fun about it um that would be a dramatic improvement for most lodges well i i tell guys when you know especially on the 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 sonic interwebs you know guys like you know i don't need to join masonry to understand your secrets and i'm like well right i can hand you my ritual book and you can memorize it verbatim but like the true secrets of masonry are learned like as a steward 
with the uh, stewards in the, the junior ward in the kitchen and down in the basement playing cards and cleaning the lodge um, and out like you know and at a barbecue like that's like I was like people like you know what's the real secret of masonry and I'm like I can't ex- I don't have well I'm not very good with words to begin with yeah, there's, there's but, just... but yeah the words fun, putting but, together but, like, thing is hard yeah. but the, it's funny but my the, dad, the reality of yeah. I was gonna say, my dad. Like, I see how you and your brother are shaking hands now. And like, I know you're shaking handshake. I said, yeah, but you don't know how the password, nor do you know what the hell it means. So, why don't and, you just again, the, fill out this petition? But, but, the, hey, pass, but the, the handshake and the password are like, if I can't trust you with something as stupid that's been in pub, that, that's right. been published for hundreds of years, I can't trust you with the real stuff going on in my life. And Absolutely. as I said, the secret of masonry is like, you'll see it at a barbecue. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you'll see it playing cards. You'll you'll see it when you guys are sitting there cleaning dishes and busting each other's balls. You, you yeah. can you also see, tell the difference you, between somebody who's been given the the pass and somebody who Googled the pass. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> so that, that actually brings uh, up again, a really interesting point too. Um, even in our obligations, we never say we're gonna do something to someone for finding them out illegally, right? We only say what we're going to do to ourselves for giving them away hmm. because the entire purpose of the grip and the pass and all that wasn't to keep something secret. It was to prove your fidelity to your brother. Yeah. You wouldn't divulge right, something if it was shared with you. That well, was the purpose. I was, not, we're not, not supposed to, to keep our ritual secret. We could, we only did that. I think, what was it? 1717, I mean, <laughs> and the first expose was published in 1725. We kept the secret for what uh, oh, eight okay. years. Woo! Uh, when I was actually uh, first starting off, the guy that uh, he was my my second at my job, he was my assistant manager. Um, we shared an office. He was a he was a brother, so you know we were talking uh, you know various things. And his brother was one of those that was like your dad. I've seen your handshake. I know what to do. And right. So he's like, all right, prove it. And he he had he had the handshake right. And he he but it was like it was you know the way the fact that he had it, you know it didn't come instinctive to him. He was he had to think about what he was doing. He had to think about the right word. So then he's like, all right, well I still can prove that you're not a mason. He goes, how? And he just starts asking the really, really simple questions that any Mason should know. Yeah. You know the, the first question you're asked, and yep. it was the, the way he answered it proved that he was not. Yeah. So, and, and of course we all know that the true testing of a Mason is, does he eat his goddamn green beans? Because the answer is no, because I've been a Mason 16 years and I have never Seen green bee served anything Masonic ever? <laughs> In fact, I was good. Last you get year, to our neck of the woods. Yeah, you yeah. obviously year, don't go to meetings in Minnesota. <laughs> well, last year as junior warden, I was going to serve green canned green beans one night just to say I finally had green beans at Masonic Lodge. And I put down for that. I, there, well, it was twenty twenty, so I didn't get to cook anything. I like green beans. I like green beans too, but like fresh ones, not canned green beans. Oh, canned's fine. You could put a couple of beef bouillon cubes in there, a little bit. No, of, no, uh, no, no, no. This was going to be just strained green beans from a can in a bowl out of spite. No salt, uh, 
No salt. Add anything to them. I used to work with a guy who, and I wasn't uh, even gonna buy name brand. I was gonna buy. I was gonna buy great value. Brand. <laughs> oh man, just that's. Well, that's why that didn't happen. You are a spiteful son of a bitch. There's something in the obligation against like harming your brother, and that's why you love me. (laughs) That's fair. That would have been your first warning to ward off all um, impending danger. Don't make these green beans again. Well, I mean, when new guys in normal years show up to lodge, you know, like for the first degree, I would always make the joke, and you know, some of the the stewards started making some other guys started following me. It's like, yeah, you know, I but like, yeah, you're talking to them, you know, you're, you're talking to these new guys and, you know, just discuss, you know, we, we, we typically get to know them more. I'm like, Hey guys. So, um, and you know, just, just, you know, we've all gone through this, and, you know, welcome to masonry. Um, just, so you know, I need your pants and I just <laughs> try to walk away and they start laughing. And then like, you know, the senior stewards like, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we actually do need your pants. Dude, I'm going to tell you a story right now. Tell you a story right now. Uh, you meeting someone's pants? Nah, it's better. So right before my brother's EA degree, I kept I kept telling him over and over again, I hope you wore clean underwear. I hope you wore clean underwear. And he goes, no, man, I didn't wear any underwear at all. He kept telling me over and over again, I didn't wear any underwear at all. So I go, all right, all right. And if you've ever met my brother, you oh, yeah, he, he's a funny guy. Anyway, uh, we get like, there. And, and that's not funny, haha. That's funny. Hmm. No, no, he's funny, haha. Like he came in wearing a three piece suit, pocket watch, hair slicked for his EA degree. I told him, free balling, free balling, a three piece suit. <laughs> I told him, I said, hope you wear clean underwear. And that is the pits of luxury. And he got. So, right after they're all taken to the ante room, they're giving them the, the thing that they do before, and then um, the, the senior steward comes in, and I'm standing there, and he goes, all right, boys, strip. And my brother goes, huh? <laughs> he literally looks at me like a confused dog. He looks at me like, are you serious? You want them. I <laughs> Again, I said on the show, we had the guy who came in with the ladder when I was a steward. Um, I, I've now, I've now learned that, especially when it's your guy, if you're bringing the guy in, you have some, you will have to wear one job ritualistic regalia. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, of uh, course, like for those listening who don't know, there's something else that they put on. But it's funny, it's our a, senior steward came ring. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Our senior steward, his name was it, his name was Kenny. Funny, like short little guy, but and he was funny as hell. But his timing was perfect. I said, "All right, man. I hope you wore clean underwear." And he comes in there, puts the staff down like he's fucking Galron or some stuff. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, "All right, boys, strip." And he just looks at me like, "Huh?" He literally had an audible, "Huh?" Yeah, so, uh, I guess Chuck's not raw. It, it's not a cock ring with the Prince Albert. Once you look, you, so you, you I, just, I on the spot, I have to. So, I have a good story about. So, I was um, the, the company I worked for when I first moved to um, the place I'm at now. I had my lodge polo shirt on, and this guy goes, he sees my Masonic shirt, he starts laughing, and I'm like, What's up? and yeah. And he goes like, "So is it true?" 
and I'm sitting there going, smiling. Is it, I'm like, what? What? Well, one, I didn't know. I didn't even realize I was wearing that. Like, you immediately quote Ghostbusters. Yes, it's true. This man has no. Well, no, I'm sitting there like I have no clue what he's talking about. I didn't even realize I was wearing my lot polo shirt. I just all my polo shirts are black, so I just like polo shirt. There we go. And he's like, well, you know, you're one of them, and I'm like, and he's like, so is it true that? The oldest member of your lodge gets his way with you before you become one of you. And I'm sitting there going, "Yep." Uh, what? I was like, <laughs> I looked. I just like walked away. But I went to lodge like two nights later, and I mentioned this to the oldest guy in the lodge, and he was like, "There is not enough Viagra on Earth for I could." I he's like, "I couldn't get it up for a bunch of coeds, let alone for you." <laughs> <laughs> that's a that, but see, that's a Family Guy thing. That's that on Family Guy. I believe there was like a Skull and Bones episode where like the uh, Hubert the pervert. Guess who? Well, 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 well. No, apparently, I I did some. I went to the Google machine after that, and apparently, like that was one of the big rumors about even before Family Guy was a thing that about you join certain secret societies and you gotta go get buggered by the oldest guy and i'm like dude dude dude, dude. I, I actually brought one up at lodge the other night under you got uh, wait, you got buggered at lodge no 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 <laughs> i brought up what like we were we were all kind of talking about what oh we God, it's horrible where do i get a deuce card no 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 so we were talking about like what um we heard about masonry before we got in and and I told him, I said, I, I heard some some sort of degree where you are like blindfolded and you're told to like uh, basically kiss a goat's ass, and you're told you're brought around the corner to where you're kissing the goat's ass, like you're shown the goat, and they take you, and then when your lips are touching it, they take the blindfold off, and it's a beautiful woman's ass, and I and everyone was like. Where the hell is this happening at? <laughs> where is she? And where have you hidden her? Uh, Commandry. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I can assure you, there is no there is no beautiful ass at a commandery meeting. <laughs> I'll say, uh, There's a lot of ass. Well, I don't and, believe in that. Come on. <laughs> Well, literally, the the story that I heard too was it was a depiction of Baphomet, and like it was through like a wall, and it would move or whatever. And then you put your in a box. Yeah. Well, no, and then you go around the corner and you go to kiss the. Entirely matter, anyways. Would you give a? There it is. Wait, is it going? Is it going? Wait, 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 wait. We're good. Maybe. Almost. We're good. We're, we're live on oh, we're back. <laughs> so, so, and, and, just like, and, and just like Harlan's wife, we finally got there. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, so, Sean, tell tell me as somebody who's not in the shrine, as Rick, much as giving us hell, by the way, I want to point that out. Uh, as much as you can possibly tell me as somebody that's not in the shrine, um, what are the duties, responsibilities, and benefits of being potentate of a shrine? <coughs> Supreme power! <laughs> I, from my understanding as being a past master, That's it's being duty. voluntold a lot. Isn't that um, the duties of the past master? Being voluntold? 
that's what I've always heard. Right. Well, the the, the funny thing is, is most shrines run multi-million dollar businesses to fund mm-hmm. their activities. So you're essentially the CEO of a multi-million dollar company for a year. You sit on the board for nine. Um, so the majority of my time is spent focused on the business. And then you on- I get to plan normal events like parties and stuff like that. Um, and you have incremental responsibilities as to what parties you host, what what events you're responsible for, hmm. and then what portions of the business you're responsible for. Are, but, are you are you on the hospital board there or no? I'm um, I'm not on the board of governors, but okay. we own an event, a golf and event center, my shrine. Nice. So you're okay. looking at a, a million dollar business just there. And then our major fundraiser every year is <clears throat> circus. And our circus is a half a million dollar production. So the majority of your time when you're on the board of directors for the shrine is spent running the business. Okay. So you, you actually get very little fun except for when you get to hang out at the events, but then you're troubleshooting for everyone else's fun. Right. You're making sure that, you know, whatever is functioning or whatever is happening or, you know, someone's not running a go-kart into the crowd or yeah, whatever. So you, you have all those responsibilities. So Like Poets Aids and other guys that are, you know, they're yeah. flog people on your behalf. Okay. So, so, so you're the boss for a year, same as like you would be as a, as a master of a lodge. You're on every committee, you're on everything, except it's, it's amplified by, the you know million dollar businesses compile on top of that. Now, the people that are like for like when I was master, like my secretary kind of kept things together, and I basically either was like, okay, keep doing what you're doing, or I was like, I want to do it this way. Do you actually have to have a business model and stuff like that in order to move up, or did you like? So um, we have business models and we do strategic planning sessions. Um, Our strategic planning sessions look at 15 years and it's all on, okay, so uh, how do we maintain the business? How do we strengthen the business? And then how do we maintain our fundraisers and strengthen our fundraisers and then build in the operational maintenance? And and, um, so if you're an IT guy, um, the product lifecycle management cycles for our equipment so you're looking at go-karts only have a certain lifespan and we usually go way beyond what the recommended lifespan is <laughs> you, you start looking yeah. at just like all the things you have normal maintenance of and then you you um like all leadership you have leadership that lost focus on the business and then you have to recover um, sure. from that period of lost focus um and then you have leaders that are way on it and then you can, you know, ease off a little bit and have a little more fun. Um, with the demise of circuses, as we know it, you know, the, the typical circus has pretty much gone away, which is the primary fundraiser for, for most shrines is circuses. Um, there's been a lot of this last, I'll say decade has been a lot of retooling on how to do fundraisers for the shrine. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're looking at a lot of inventiveness 
right? They're inventing new methods to raise funds and new ways to, to get people out to do things. Um, heck, we're running three new fundraisers this year alone for my shrine. So just to, um, well, one was COVID was pretty nasty to fundraising in general. Sure. So you're, we're trying to recover from that. So, yeah. and then in the last, um, I'll say two months, I've probably put in 80 hours redesigning a website. So it, it's a, a lot of just tedious work, but for the normal member, um, they just have to show up and have fun, you know, is the objective. That's the purpose of the shrine is to show up and have fun and consequently have so much fun. You're generating some revenue that you can donate to uh, children's hospitals. And Sean, um, question for you that might clear something up for Scotty is that being a potentate is not really akin to being a master of a lodge. It's, it is, it definitely is more like being in the kit, like being a, uh, a, a grand commander or, or high priest, grand high priest, or if uh, if your lodge, a grand lodge was big enough, lodge wise, Jeremy being like uh, being in charge of like twenty lodges in your, in a, in a, like a district de- a super district deputy or something like that. Well, I, I can tell you that I right. can tell you that like that might be true with some lodges out there. My my lodge does a lot. We we have a car show. We have a trunk or treat. We do. Uh, all, we're yeah, very, very very active lodge. That oh no, does, Scotty, show up, to Scotty, my lodge is very active too, and so are the lodges near me. The 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 two shrine the the two shrines in my state and the one that's nearby put on more stuff, you know, than any. You take the, all the lodges in my district combined, right? You know, being being a potentate is akin to being, you know, a a grand, you know, it, it, it's it's yeah. a, a and they got God, they got to go to Tampa, they got to go to the beach, shrine, and everything else. That's it. it yeah, it's I'm actually you said they've got to go to Tampa and Virginia Beach. My, I'm not, I'm not downplaying oh, yeah, do. his position whatsoever. I, I just want for the record, I'm not downplaying your position at all. But what I am saying, I, I, that's all I have to really compare it to. So, yeah, I mean, it's on scale. So when you when you look at it, and I, I'm i in um, multiple grand lines. Can't confirm. And we were having a conversation between um, grand lines and, and participation and, and requirements. <clears throat> and one of the things in the shrine... Um, that most people don't understand is it is truly an entirely volunteer organization. The shrine doesn't reimburse you for anything you do when you're on the board. Oh, you don't even get reimbursed for like your travels for national. Wow. Wow. No, no. So my, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, my friends in the, in the, the shrine line here and he's, he told me what he shells out a year for shrine activities. And it's, it's, I, I think so he it, said it's a lot of money. It is. It's, it's, it is a lot of money, but it's a labor of love. It's something you have to be really dedicated to. Um, and we were having a conversation with the other guys in the other lines, you know, where they'll get mileage or they'll get whatever. And they're like, Sean, do you get mileage? And I'm like, no, you travel four times more than we do. 
Yeah. <laughs> because if, if you think about it, even for Grand Lodge, say you have a hundred lodges in your jurisdiction for Grand Lodge, and that's pretty small for Grand Lodge, but say you have a hundred lodges, I have 40 clubs and units mm-hmm. all across the state that each have one meeting a month plus three to four functions a month. And then I have the temple wide functions. And then we have the interstate functions because the shrine's really good at participating outside of its jurisdiction. How many temples are in uh, Minnesota? Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. But we also do the Midwest Shrine Association, which is 15. Yeah. So there's 15 shrines in that. And we get together twice a year. And then we have Imperial where we get together once a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the, the level of activity that's required in the board of, a, of the shrine is significant. Mm. <clears throat> so would you say more, more or less significant than somebody trying to well somebody that was elected to grand junior warden for example and going all the way through the the grand line would you say it's on par with that uh equal to equal less less responsibility from a masonic standpoint significantly less responsibility from a masonic standpoint right you don't have to worry about someone breaking their masonic tenants and sure all that you don't you worry about it from a shrine perspective which is a lot less significant, we'll say. <laughs> um, but spongy. the travel and the responsibility to make sure that those clubs and units are successful. Again, the what makes the shrine successful is having fun. So you want to make sure your clubs and units are doing things that are fun and incorporate their membership. Um, the trend for society for the last I'll say um, 20 to 25 years has been family friendly, mm-hmm. right? So the shrine originally was not family friendly. It was guy friendly, guy right. fun friendly. So part of that is getting, again, back to that, the age thing of, you know, you got guys that are 88 years old and they're still on this, you know, guys only thing. And it's like, well, one, we don't have anything secret. So there's nothing just guys. Right. So we can bring in the family and then you have to encourage them that, oh, by the way, if you want new members, new being anyone under the age of 50, <laughs> you've got to make it guy friendly or family friendly. And you have to incorporate um, spouses and children. So that's part of that. You have to go out and you have to reinforce that message constantly. I mean, I just did it last night. I, I had to stop our meeting. I stopped our meeting and I invited our ladies in to do a presentation. Yeah. So. And that's good. So. I mean, I like my last meeting as, as master of my lodge in 2018, I went to refreshment, opened up on the EA degree to in order to give my master's report at the end of the year and do like awards and whatnot to invite in every single EA and fellow craft that wanted to be there. Harlan would have loved it. Yeah. yeah. My jurisdiction doesn't have that issue. Yeah. That's like, you're, you're, you're talking to people who don't understand why that's significant. Scott. I, I, I know. I understand. <laughs> oh, I'm, well. I'm, from, I'm from the real Western Pennsylvania where that's a thing. But now I'm going to ask Sean a question related to shrine. 
And this is me being, because I have not caused enough problems tonight for everybody. <laughs> Careful, I know you're a great oh, commander. Sean. Sean's opinion on an organization, an appendant body to the shrine. You know we we don't talk about the uh, the the yeah. the court fools on, on yeah. this particular yeah. show. That's uh, oh, that, I'll allow it. No, all but, right. What? So I'm simply going to be. I, I'm just doing it. To be, I'm just doing it to be a jackass because that's what I do. Um, True. Would so but, I'm not. I mean, no, there's more than one dependent body out of the shrine. Jesters. There's Quetzalcoatl as well. There's I'm another. In, there's I'm two. In, I'm in, I'm in, fine. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, at least. I'm talking about Okay. Apparently, I'm the. Okay, I'm not the biggest asshole tonight. So fine. Yep, I'm starting to kick your ass if I didn't want to get myself cornholed. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I I'm gonna I, since, since I I noticed that Sean just down his freaking whiskey. So when I asked about the jesters, so your secret dies with me, Captain. I will never say a word. <laughs> Grand Commander, um, that's a valid question. <laughs> if if you look at all of our appendant bodies, even the invitational and honor ones, um, there are several that have gotten in trouble because they forget their tenants. Right. And that's, that's across the board. Some get in more trouble and at a higher degree because of the lack of focus on Masonic tenants, right? So you have bodies that, that push that Masonic tenant and Masonic education and Masonic learnings and those bodies that don't. The bodies that don't, um, one of the downfalls is that you can forget those Masonic tenants and responsibilities. Um, there are certain bodies that have given us really bad black eyes. Um, even with it, even within the jesters, you can say there were specific courts that got everyone in trouble by something they did, right? And it's like if you look at um, uh, Proposition Dow, um, the lodge in uh, Italy that got all lodges in trouble, it, it's not indicative of every Masonic lodge. It's indicative of the poor behavior in that one lodge. And unfortunately, there have been local organizations that have given the entire organization an incredibly bad black eye. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> Militant John, motorcycle groups included. <laughs> John, any, would be fair, you know, the fact that John and I are in the Masons, I think, gives our fraternity a big enough black eye. I, I, I think it's a firm check that nobody does background checks and your shit snuck in the backwards way in the outhouse. No, I know I'm from PA. They, you had to pay your petition fee. There was a, a fee for t your petition, non-refundable that included a background check. We, we tried that at Minnesota for quite a while. And actually one of the guys that spearheaded is our current grandmaster. Who's the best guy since sliced bread. But yeah, it's, it, it, it's a sensible thing to do, but 
There's one of the guys I've been texting on the side, by the way. I, well, yeah, because I know you, and it's it's. I'm sure I can look like the other four, other than me, that you have been. So enjoy your charges, circus. <laughs> no, ironically, he was congratulating me because I just got elected last night and installed. So he was congratulating me, and then. Yes, um, telling me of... he was going to come to my reception. And so. Chuck, what's my saving grace is the guys that like actually carry weight, like Sean and and the fourth and stuff. For whatever self-flagellating, self-hating reason they have, they like me. And, and that's, that's an understatement. It's the same for me. Trust me. Yeah. No, I know because you know you're you're my brother from a different mother. So, yeah. 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 It's I. Yeah, I know. I, I I had that conversation with a grand something or other earlier tonight, and his reply was, "Hey, I've been listening to this podcast you're on," and I was like, "I yeah. didn't tell you." His reply was, "No, Jim told me," <laughs> and I was like, "Awesome!" And he was like, "And again, he reiterated, he's like, why are you a bigger dick in person?" Wait, wait, wait. Why are you? Yeah. Why he's like, why are you a bigger dick in person? I'm like. Because here's exactly why, and, and I can I <laughs> thing is because we're bigger in person. And I say we because well, again, marginal differences. Um, you're tall and fat. I'm I'm tall and thin. Um, wait, wait, John's tall. Listen, yeah. we've compared met to me, compared to me. You're not tall, and other than like he's <laughs> taller than me, and I'm six foot. He's taller than I've expected. Me? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember that, Jeff. You're like, oh, you're bigger than I expected. I would have said something, but you're the. (laughs) On that note, I need to refill my glass. I'll be right back. I don't. I don't remember John standing next to me, and I'd be like, huh. I mean, he's he he's not like me level tall, but he's he's not a short guy. My is he taller than me? I think so. Yeah, I'm 5'8 and 200 pounds. Yeah. You know what? I'm trying to think about it. Maybe I didn't actually stand next to you, John. Like, literally, every time I saw, saw you, we were sitting. One of us was sitting. And, and and again, like, when I first walked up to Cartman, and I was like, he's like, oh, you're you're taller than I thought it was. And then I thought you were. And I, I wanted to say, you know, you, except the fact that he's a phone booth with legs, and I've not seen somebody quite so large. I really wanted to keep the large man happy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you let the Wookiee win. That's right. <laughs> that, by the way, that's what she said. <laughs> Letting the Wookiee win? Hmm. Just roll it. Just roll with it. Yeah. Or making the large man happy. But like <laughs> Yes to both. Jeff, don't get any ideas. I don't want to No, 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 no. At least not after about two bottles of these. Then I'm kind of pliable. Yeah, you're 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 good on that 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 one, bud. Yeah. Hey, remember, guys, the perfect penis is a doorknob. Uh, what? No, I can wrap my head around that, but not that head. That's what she said. No. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. No, Har- Harlan is not groaning or hanging his head in disappointment, or he's just wait. No, he's perfect. Or he's, he's not coming. listening. He's hammered. No, no. Uh, no, I'm about to have another drink, but I've also been. Uh, 
I've been consolidating my masonry time by uh, getting everybody's dues cards going out the window or out the mailbox. And, and let's be fair, Harlan's still crippled, and we will not mention who. Harlan's still crippled by the fact that I may have lined up an, a, a, a guest. Oh, yeah, I've been trying not to think about that, John. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that back to the forefront of my awareness. I'm going to... So, John, you do... Just so you know, I may have to actually warn, go through my, well, my state's deputies, a member of my lodge. Um, I may have to let my sovereign grand commander know, mainly because he doesn't know. I've not met the the new one. I mean, my, my state's deputy would not be shocked at all about me acting like this at all. Well, the thing is, like, my, my state's deputy, I would talk to him through Sean, who's now obviously back in the Scottish Rite meeting, um, to talk to our state's deputy. Uh, but, you know, there, there, there may be a, a, a good guest coming up. Um, and I shared that with Sean earlier tonight because Sean's been my friend, one of my best, probably my best friend for 10 years, so... You know, no secrets. Yeah, you're one of two. There's one outside of the craft and one in. I always divest, I, I divest my app. But, but again, Scotty, back going back to what Sean said is you're looking at when it comes to running a shrine, and I'm I'm kind of talking, telling tales outside of school because I'll never be in shrine leadership. But you're looking at Arkansas, where we have actually Carlin's proved zero listeners to our podcast so i can say whatever i want about that but i don't i don't know if that's true because i can't rule out that there's just no internet service providers in arkansas so, so like, I, I i can assure people you in arkansas are showing up from surrounding states where they're where they're in there I, some asshole ran a copper line down to down to oklahoma and they're firing the signal off to us is that what you're saying no, I've been to Little Rock. It's uh, it's not a bad town, but but they have no internet. I've been to North Little Rock, and I beg to differ. <laughs> the the shrine ran lines just to avoid Blue Lodge. Yeah, well, so like, like we had the big dust up, and Sean, if choose to speak about it or not, I mean, there was the dust up between the the Grand Lodge and the shrines in Arkansas. And that whole power play between the two, well, to be fair, because the shrine operates these large businesses and actually plays well with money, uh, the the, the shrines of Arkansas could probably buy out the Grand Lodge of Arkansas Mm -hmm. with that whole whole grind. Um, To be fair, you you could buy out the Grand Lodge of Arkansas with a single set of dentures. Well, that's true, and I'm right next to Wisconsin, and I'm sure they could use about three sets. So, I'm, Sean, we got a plan. I gotta, we gotta buy out those guys. Um, <laughs> oh wait, I have property in Wisconsin. I'm a dual resident. Uh, go Packers! Um, <laughs> First way to infiltrate: get inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never use me as a secret agent. That's what she said. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But it, I, I would, uh, because I've, I've followed Sean along and through his Masonic career at this point, um, and I usually introduce myself as Sean's personal flying monkey anytime I'm around a past grand or member of the, York, of the Scottish Rite and usually gets a laugh, but it's accurate. The operation of a shrine 
versus the operation of a lodge or even the Grand Lodge, it, it's not so much the span of control or the numbers of people, it's financials. So you're operating a proper business. Not to say that Grand Lodges aren't, but there's a little more skin in the game with Shrine because you're helping to facilitate and operate a non a, a, a hospital for children that doesn't ask for payment. Right. So I mean, you, look, you no, look at the charitable view for masonry. My wife is a Shriners Hospital kid, and now, now so is my kid a Shriners Hospital kid. So, so if if you look at the charitable giving for masonry, um, what's reported annually, right? And they always say masons give a billion dollars a year to charity. It's hard a million dollars a day. It, it is mostly the shrine. Yeah. It's fundraising arm of the of in, in masonry, that calculation really. when they talk about how much Freemasonry is giving, the majority of the calculation is the shrine. No, I, I believe that. I hundred percent believe that. Um actually I, I've always heard it as the shrine gives a million a day to charity. So I was told Freemasonry as a whole a million, so it's well, probably one of those little column A, little column B situations. Well, and there's, Brent Morris has, and I have it somewhere. Um, Brent Morris did a great, S. Brent Morris, the great and well known for the uh, Scottish Rite. He has a book that kind of lays out all the Masonic charities. It's just, a, I mean, it's a really thin book. It's, it's like a pamphlet times two, really. But, um, so you're looking at all these things. Uh, you're looking at the speech clinics from clinics from the Scottish Rite and. Uh, Knight Templar Eye Foundation and uh, RARA and Cryptic Council can't uh, throw me CMMRF. CMMRF, thank you. And all these different organizations, but uh, the lion's share of that does come from the Shriners Hospitals for Children in the US, Canada, and Mexico. And have we thrown one in the UK at this point yet, Sean? I know. There, there's conversation about putting hospitals outside of North America. Yeah, and I also know for a fact that um, there are some shrines, um, temples around me that um, actually, for certain, uh, for guys who are really active, you know, they don't, they don't get anything. But it's more like. Uh, it's an acknowledgement of like. Hey, just so you know, everything you did for the shrine this year, you pretty much helped raise X dollars for the hospitals. Like, I knew one guy, it was like two years ago, like, his personal con, like, they figured out, like, that he pretty much helped raise his contribution to the hospital, the local hospital, was 10 grand based on everything, you know, the, the praise, everything else he was doing. And this wasn't even like a this wasn't even a, a divan rep or anything like this was just some random schmuck who was just doing uh, stuff. That's the thing. <laughs> the normal membership raises an insane amount of money. Uh-huh. I know at one point, and this was probably and um, Sean knows more of the history of the shrine than I do, but to some extent, because I actually worked at our shrine hospital. Um. <laughs> I know 15, 20 years ago, there was a issue with the down our city. Um, 
you know, there was a shortfall of X amount of dollars. I don't know. And I heard this from a guy from Zura, which is the neighboring shrine. Uh, there was a meeting of uh, of the shrine board. Maybe we're going to close the hospital. And there was a member, again, I don't know if it was Osmond or Zura or even Bob, that walked in, wrote a six or seven figure check. Um, and again, this is from the former hospital administrator at the shrine. Threw it down the on the table at the meeting and said, here you go. Don't you dare close my hospital. And he left. But it wasn't a guy who was on the divan. It wasn't a guy who wasn't leadership. But it was a a Shriner, a a Mason Shriner who wanted to save the hospital who had the means. I mean, my hospital near me has, um, they're, they're in talks, I guess, to moving to outpatient only. Because of their, for what this hospital is specialized for, um, that they almost don't need like the inpatient anymore. It's all up because it's, I mean, this is where, you know, for. Yeah, we, and we move uh, uh, a clinic model here in Twin Cities. It's, it's the industry trend because if you look at hospitalizations overall, hospitalizations where it requires an overnight stay are significantly down for all hospitals. So you have um, even like Mayo, Mayo, which is becoming destination Mayo in Rochester, uh, Minnesota, they have a huge clinic model. They have hospitals in their system, but they're mostly um, outpatient. And so from a and this is where it gets really strange and, and outside my scope, but you're looking at hospital certifications where they require you to have so many overnight stays, um, so many beds filled to maintain that hospital certification for insurance and regulatory reasons. And since that's not no longer trending, one, because um, procedures aren't as invasive or destructive to the Thankfully. person where they need as much time to heal you're having major surgery and you're walking away like an hour later. You know, what we would call major surgery 20 years ago. I had my appendix uh, out. I was in and out same day. Um, oh, yeah. So I actually have a Masonic question for Sean. So this is a question I've asked a couple people that for some reason associate with circus. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> So, oh, damn it. So, ignore, ignore, ignore. Sorry, get it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a real question. <laughs> you listen. Hey, you're, you know, you're 20 minutes from my house. I know where you live. I've been there, and your hey, wife likes me better. Stop. It's, <laughs> it's this. No, this is a real Masonic question. So, ignoring, and I, I ignoring the first three degrees, the, the three degrees of Blue Lodge, and the Order of the Temple. Which is your favorite degree that you have received or participated with in Freemasonry? Yellow dog. No. And why? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. I say participate because half my Scottish degrees I've been on stage for to receive. But so ignore the Blue Watch degrees 
and or the temple because that's um, you know this is what really get, you throw out those four degrees the brain juices tend to have to get flowing. Yeah, and, and Chuck, I don't want to hijack the conversation, but no, that's a really good point. Anybody that's seen the first three degrees of craft lodge and the order of the temple, yeah, which, which, that that's a that's a those are powerful degrees. That's a good yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's that sucks. That's one of my favorite degrees to do as the master role is the order of the temple. Yeah. yeah. I, and he does a good job, I will confirm. I confirmed your other temple my year as Emmett Commander um, a year and a half ago, and that degree damn near broke me. Because I, 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 you wouldn't tell by interacting with me on this show, but I actually put a lot of effort into ritual, and I'm actually pretty good at it, despite what my face and voice sound like. No, you're you're probably a great ritualist. You're just a vapid shithead. I mean, you know, I, I'm a, I'm hey, not. hey, hey, vapid. <laughs> I, I, it's too I, far, I, John. But back to Sean, but but back to Sean's shithead question. is fine. But back to Sean's question, which you know, sorry, phone call. Oh, <laughs> welcome to my world when I'm talking to my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Brothers, I I, got to tell you, I'm getting summoned, so I'm going to have to exit. But, guys, it's uh, a. You guys be good. I'll see y'all next time. Um, Take care. Take care. You guys will be getting. Well, he's gone, so. No. <laughs> I was gonna say, everybody who leaves just immediately drops out. They don't hang around. I, 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 I was going to say, there, there will be some coins in a couple of weeks coming your guys' way eventually. So, so why, why do you make that sound like a threat, Chuck? Chuck Speaking of which, Bruce, didn't you get a camera? No, no. it's on his way to his house. I yeah, mailed him address that earlier in the show. I, I mailed him uh, by UPS because I want to make sure it got to his actual home. Looks like my days are number. Oh well, it'll never get here then, John. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> Why would you do that? And by the way, John, when you got so cre- close to the camera, that was really creepy. Yeah, well, I tried. No, so <coughs> here's the funny part. So Sean won. It, it didn't come up conversation. So Sean, um, Sean's an IT guy for a Fortune 10 company, and and a good one. Wow. Uh, not saying this because he's my best. Not saying to kiss his ass because he's my grand commander, but. He's, he's got his poop in a group. So Sean has recently started a slide business where he can do uh, meetings in a box for Masonic bodies that meet virtually, including like proper uh, double blind ballots, um, being able to host the video conference, being able to host interaction with the attendees and stuff like that. And he's done with some of the grant work right now. Um, and he's doing web hosting and all these other things as a side project. Hey, John, why yeah. are we not using that service for this show? We should because well, why are we why are we using that for the York Right freaking web pages? Well, because web pages. Hey, Harlan, how's the uh, lodge web? Page? Oh, <laughs> stop it! 
to ask that earlier, but I, Jeff, I didn't it hasn't been updated since before you've been in our lodge. Oh, I'm aware, and he's been working on a new one since before <laughs> I've been in the lodge. No, Harlan, been on my list of shit my to do. In my defense, this was not my intent of this conversation. I'm pretty sure he actually officially gave that up a couple of years ago. I, re- I remember him yeah, that on Slack. Like, well, because he came up with like a, a cheap. Well, I say cheap. It was actually really nice looking, but like a, it was a cop out. Like, wasn't custom written one. Uh, I don't know. Oh my God. But, I don't know. There's been several like a hooker. Generations. Man, th- this figures. I ask like our guest a real question, and he immediately gets called to a, f- a work phone call. So, air quotes. I want you to stick them to it, but my I would say about Sean because, and I'm not trying to. I've known Sean for years, but I guarantee you his answer is going to be the 18th degree of the Scottish Rite Rosecroy. That's my guess. Such a, that's such a f-ing cop out, though. But that's a good degree. I've been through it. I, I it's don't... a shitty. It's a shitty Sunday Easter service. Yeah, but if you're from I never thought I'd say this, but I can. I can't concur with Chuck because that would be require you to go to church. Oh, you're uh, a, you're you were into us an Easter service. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> let's let's throw some slurs tonight, boys. I'm so glad my boss knows what this podcast is. <laughs> You're Title Seven in the theater, and you what? All right, if he says the 18th, because he might not be listening to us, well, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like, "Zito, next other other degree." Here's the trick: is like all the Masonic degrees that are kind of out there. Uh, I'm gonna point out the obvious. He. He he's seen them. I know. Other than like Grotto and Sojourners, he he's McNeely. He's seen them, and him and McNeely are in all the same bodies. Um, I mean, well, that means he's in bodies that I've ever heard of, and yeah. that's actually hard. Yeah, no, I mean he's in he's in like, admittedly, the Orcrat has a crap load of invitational bodies, and then some. Uh, additional, like you got, like Scriff and a few others that are out there. Um, you got the, you got the you guys are like that Doctor Seuss story with the stars on the belly. Oh, yeah. it's no, it, it gets really like you got the red, the Red Cross of Constantine, and you got some of these orders that like. Okay, wait. Let me go. Let me go. Because okay, he's still on his phone call. Um. So God, I look bald when I do that. Um. So yeah. Owen, there, there's a. Oh. <laughs> The bolt, it's starting back there. I at least got this. Yeah, well, you know, let me know how good of a grab your boyfriend gets of it. Um, so I got love handles for that. Thank you. You know, that good on you. I'm not gonna, I I won't. (laughs) Nope, that's so like in your right, you have moves on. Now, what do you guys want me to speak? So in the York Rite, you have the Royal Order of Scotland, which is like the one body that transfers between the York Rite and the Scottish Rite. Yep. It's an honorary body. Harlan doesn't know about it because he doesn't pay attention. So you got Royal Order of Scotland. Royal, and he's, Royal, and he's Jewish. Well, I mean, I'd still let him in, but I'm not in, so I can't even. Sorry. Uh, and yeah. editing, three, two, one, go. Uh, 
You got the Royal Order of Scotland, which bridges the two. And then in the York Rite, you have, uh, okay, you have the Night Masons, which is the traditional Irish degrees of the Blue Lodge. You've got the... I'm in that. Yep, me too. Allied Masonic degrees, which is a storehouse of some of the degrees that were forgotten uh, about yeah. of them. Um, I'm in that one. You have the, which isn't really a body, but it is. You have the Grand College of Right, which is a storehouse of degrees that were not allowed to practice, which is a shame because... Is the Grand I College mean, of Right, so that's not a York Right thing, though. That's a, No, that, mass, Master Mason only. That's, yeah, mass, that's independent. Yeah, it's independent. You have to be Master Mason. You become a... But like, <clears throat> it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of like lumped into the York Right because the Scottish Right is like, that's great. Mm. So it, it it's Scottish right doesn't like it because it's got the MM degrees. Yeah, well, and it's got and it's got like the uh, the Cerno Scottish right degrees, which were the were like the shady ones before. Uh, yeah, respection came in. And right. I've got all those books, I showed that big stack a couple of shows ago. Yeah, I've got a bunch of them too. So you got Grand College of Rights, which is, and admittedly, any master mason can join it, and I recommend. So what it does, it allows you to buy books. Uh, 20 bucks a shot. And, and you get a free book every year through dues. Yeah, you do. So you're great. Right. You've got Holy Royal Arch Knight Templar Priests, which is a different storehouse of different degrees that were forgotten. You've got Royal uh, uh, Red Cross of Constantine, which is the most restrictive body in the York Rite, uh, with the exception of one, technically. You've got... Uh, St. Thomas of Aiken. You've got the SCRIF, which is another restrictive degree. It's the Rosicrucians within yep. Masonry. Um, and you, know, you, got the York, you got the York Wright Sovereign College. York Wright Sovereign College. For long, the K- KYCH. Yeah, the KYCH. If, <sighs> you've been, if you've been the chief executive officer of a of a Blue Lodge and the three bodies of York Wright, you're in KYCH. Essentially, that's the requirement. There's a couple of guys in my uh, chapter and council that will wear their little KYCH. Uh, yeah, well, I tell you what. They, they do it, uh, and one of them flat out admitted, because I asked what it was one time, and he was telling me, he said the primary reason he wears it is because there is a guy that is super pissed because for whatever reason, they will not let him into that body. I'm like, he qualifies for it, but, like, he has not been – like, he has been – Black ball out of it a few times. Happen. There is I, another guy though. He's the I don't know if, what the it's the grand version of the KYCH. The KYGCH. And yeah. Done, yeah like, once you're in a once you're in KYCH and you become a pat because we have this in my state where in a year or so we will have our first what we call the four star general legit one without an honorary thing. Um, and I love this guy. He's he's a great guy. Because I, I I was at a York right thing, and I was a little bit toasted. And I saw him with his the the you know the rope and the thing on it, and I was like, "What's up with that?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, this is because I'm a past this 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 and this." And the only thing he's not a past is a past grandmaster. And I was just like, "Well, then it was what oh. four star." That's what we call the four star generals that passed everything. My yeah. state, ha- my state you have to be a had past a- grand master though to be yeah. a four star. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Sean. I'm glad you keyed up. No, no, but no. I said he he will be the first four star general. What we call a four star general in my state 
since like 62. Because all the other guys are like our honorary pass. So, Sean. Yeah, but does he have a purple center? uh, I can't remember what he. You've met his. You've met this guy. I know you have. Now, you're back. What's your. No, yeah, Sean's been to my state. Oh, a different guy. Uh, No, I thought the guy that, like, our guy was. Yeah, no. No. So, what is your favorite degree in masonry and i'm going to throw out the 18th degree because circus said you were going to probably say that one so not that one either sorry the 18th and the 31st are my favorite degrees in the scottish right but they're not my favorite degrees the 18th is pretty cool i'm i'm wise master so i'm gonna like the 18th um because that's the whole reason I joined the Rose Croy line was because the 18th degree. And I thought that was awesome. Um, and doing the wise master part, not quite the same as being commander in the order of the temple, but it's pretty cool. Um, from an, a pure educational perspective, understanding where Freemasonry came from the Royal order of Scotland degrees, Okay. Awesome. Okay, I, I can't comment on that. I'm not in that one. Um, yeah, you're the ROS member here. Yeah, I will say that my favorite degree, actually, outside of the Order of the Temple, to it, it's not a blue wash degree, uh, is the Royal Master is my favorite degree. I've got to agree with you on that one. That's, yeah, I I love the Royal Master degree. There's the IPC part. Doing it is, I think. That is where you're doing a lot of, and I love I love that. I, I I yeah, that's when you're you're doing you're you're being that particular individual in our ritual, in our in our historic in our allegories. I the royal, and I usually don't get to do it because I'm usually conferring the select master of the same night, you know, a half hour later. But the the royal master is my. The, especially the that the part of the illustrious principal conductor of the work is my hands down favorite thing to do for a candidate. And Harlan, see, you know, when you're done feeding your face, uh, I, I still say you need to go through chapter and council. I understand. I don't disagree. I, I literally have petitions, well, somewhere in this drawer that have been signed for a while. And I just uh, well at this point you might as well bring them in. When you come up to make your mythical trip up north, you should bring them with because we can we can we can arrange that. Dude, we can do the degrees for you in one day. <laughs> well, Don't I know a guy. I no, you can look. look I'm, I'm all about doing the the royal and the select back to back because those two feed so well into each other. Such a continuation between those two degrees. It's- but doing chapter in one day is only uh, the, the now, virtual. Now pass. Blow his mind. Then... We're going to do them chronologically. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, like uh, one of our past guests down here, uh, uh, Barry Noel, on his blog, the Traveling Templar. He like posted out a diagram of all the degrees as they happen in chronological order. And it's so screwed up. (laughs) 
we it's but you read uh, it you're like oh my god that's dead on no i've seen those we have that chart in my in, in my york right bodies where they show like in it's part of the education for it's like a bunch of stuff that is like order malter order temple <laughs> like well, yeah, it's like the Order of the Malt is like, hey, that's several hundred years after the Order of the Temple. Um, the illustrious Order of the Red Cross has crammed the commandery for because re- reasons. I think it's because Red Cross, because that degree has, you know, uh, th- that degree could easily be in chapter. It could easily be in chapter council. It's it's the... it's the. Yeah, I would say more, more, more chapter because ignoring the... the the super excellent master degree, like cha- count the the two council degrees are very are in theory happening within like hours of each other or days or weeks or months, not yeah. like centuries. Yeah, IORC the uh, Red Cross degree is the connect uh, connective degree. Sorry, I'm three in um, the connective degree to tie Malta and Templary to. Ancient craft masonry. I, I, that's the bridge degree between the two. From a from a straight degree written standpoint, removing any like remote sense of esoteric education or you know historical background like temporary and groove and a few other things. Yeah, I haven't had that discussion with Jim to, to line to learn why I'm wrong, but I've definitely had conversations with guys that. At Grand Commandery, about why it's like, couldn't that degree be in this body or that body? And usually they're like, "Yes, you're right. Shut up, pour my drink." <laughs> so, all right. Now, I have another question. He may not want to answer, and I can at least say Wait, that this. Have you asked me one? I have. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so I, I'm in the re, I'm in, I'm actually in the NMJ, so I can at least say that the the new the new new fourth that we have. So you're clandestine. Actually, I shouldn't yeah, be talking so, to you. Use uh, really small words when you're talking to him because he's Northern Masonic, and I mean. He... So do you still have to buy your degrees up there? Or... <laughs> you got to buy the DVD if you want to actually see them. Uh, I'm actually going to point out, guys, I bought your ritual off your Grand Lodge website that was just didn't require me to justify being a Mason, so I can't even do that here. But Well, you know, we assume you can read, so we're pretty safe. But, That's a pretty big stretch. Oh, well, but, I mean, at least he's an engineer, so he can do math. What? What do you think is the... So, our new fourth that they just redid is... And it's it's a nice bridge between. It's no longer the um, Scottish Rice Greatest Hits degree that used to be. So what what happened? Was there like a like some sort of like somebody smelled pike in the degree and they took the cheese grater and just tried to pile up? So there was the there was an old fourth and then they got rid of that and had this. We it's either, it was either called the Gilligan degree because of come on little buddy or as I call it the Scottish Rice Greatest Hits. <laughs> um, it's now gone, and we now have a degree that connects um, the third degree to Scottish Rite, and it's actually a degree, and it's pretty actually it's actually pretty good. Um, 
and so they old that fourth they got rid of the Gilligan degree was my least favorite degree in masonry. So my question is for Sean, which degree in Freemasonry, and this is probably gonna be a Scottish right degree, because so many of them could actually be merged into one degree or just not exist. And I've read your ritual, I have my ritual for Scottish right. Which degree in Freemasonry do you think honestly adds nothing to conversation? Hmm. <laughs> degree or body? Tricky question. Degree. It, single degree. That adds that, nothing? That, that removes the ceremonial. Or, or adds as least as possible because, well, yeah. God damn it, Bruce. Okay. What? I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame the blame the milkman. He just brought the, the Ironically, there's some oh, like it was one degrees that are question. better than the degrees in masonry. Um, <clears throat> so that, that's a really tough question because you look at the thousand plus degrees that there have been, and you look at how many bodies have died off. Um. And some of them actually had really awesome degrees. And then you look at the degrees we've lost, um, particularly in the U.S., like um, HRAKTP. Gesundheit. There used to be 33 <laughs> degrees in HRAKTP, and in the U.S. we only do one now, um, primarily. So um, I, I think... And that's what makes it so hard. Because if you start looking at the older versions of degrees, mm -hmm. we've lost so much of the meaning in some of the edits that have occurred to the degrees that they're not the same. They're not as intended. Um, has, has that's a really hard question. I, I, I'm not equipped to answer that one. Well, again, it's, it's easier for me because I, I said I'm in the northern jurisdiction. So, like, that old fourth, I was the, the one we, they got rid of like a year, a year and a half ago. I was like, that one. That that one right there. Um, you know, they... Sean, has our, has our lock of degrees been soaked up by, or at least... Hmm been paralleled i mean does memphis miserum carry those degrees where we decided to offshoot them or the street bargain rights or the right of strict observance you if you look at the different systems and you start seeing similarities in the teachings right so like the um swedish right the first degree in the swedish right is phenomenal um, but it doesn't look like anything we do because it what, looks like five different things we do. Whereas here, at least where I am, uh, the 15th and the 16th degree. And, you know, I know for a fact that, you know, Sean and John can comment is like it, those two degrees, whether they're, in two degrees, three degrees, or one degree, there's no like they're the most probably prominent degrees in American Freemasonry. 
the you know we you know uh, here is the council principles of Jerusalem those two degrees where it's you know they're they're very at least uh if I'm pretty sure the same for you guys you know where they meet a very prominent degree in the end of the York right and they're in invitational stuff as well and it's it's the same it's the same degree just slightly you know phrased differently well and so that's kind of why I really like the Royal Order of Scotland because you can actually that's some of the oldest ritual that's done um, other than the uh, night masons right Right, the green degrees and if you look at the green degrees the night masons and you look at the Royal Order of Scotland you'll see similarities and you can say oh wow that's where that came from you know from five other degrees that are done in appendix yeah. or honor bodies and you're like yeah holy cow I, I that, that. that's why i like the royal order of scotland so much is you look at historically it's the value that it provides to all other ritual is insane so if you guys get a chance definitely do that one um there's huge value just from a masonic education perspective to those degrees I'm in, I'm in the Night Masons. I had the opportunity to do the Royal Order of Scotland, but I was in grad school and I physically didn't have the cat. You're in good company because I think Sean can affirm that I was in the same position. Because I, I, I remember <laughs> when I, when I, for that ROS degree, unless you're lucky enough to have it in your backyard. You got to go. It was happening in my backyard. The problem was I didn't have 500 bucks. The same problem. I, I had the. I literally had the exact same problem. I've heard some of those of those offended, especially the York Rite offendants, or it can get costly. But so the, uh, I know ROS can. Sean. Well, I won't. I don't want to talk over Sean because he can tell tell you about every single one of them. Um, <laughs> but ROS can be expensive. You're 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 looking at a good Im- investor fee, um, and you do have to travel unless it's like in your local location at that time during that year. But I know ROS is spendy. Some of them aren't so much. Night Masons is pretty nominal. AMD is pretty nominal. Yeah, AMD, York Wright Sovereign College isn't that expensive either. But but some of them are. I, I know. And the only reason I know is because John complains to me about it all the time. Sorry, buddy. I love throwing you after, under the bus. That's from ten years of having to kiss your ass. That's a uh, that's Tracy complaining about him. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, man. The, the 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 fact that I found out that I can use my online bill pay to pay my 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 dues payments because I don't have checks because I'm I'm not fifty is fantastic. I'm like, pay my dues. What are you saying? Yeah, I have a checkbook just to pay my dues payments. Well, that's the only reason I have a checkbook is to pay dues payments because I had to do that for like AMD and two of my York Ram bodies. Well, by the way, that's that's the thing is that's all I've been using my dues, my my checks for the past decade to do was pay my dues, and I was like, I don't want to buy new freaking checks because I'm not going to be living where I'm currently living, you know, indefinitely. It's kind of like. 
All right. Well, I'm gonna try something. Pay my pay one of my York card buddies online. Do oh that worked. I'm gonna pay the other ones. Hey, that worked. Now I just pay all my all my Masonic dues like doop online. Yeah, and like Sean, I the same York, the exact same York right bodies from the, uh, the standard perspective, and and at one point was mem- were members of the same lodge. He's the asshole that convinced me. I mean, to be fair, I think it's because I've had you know. My there we go. I'm just impressed. I only had two meetings tonight. <laughs> Sean's used to me, so he's used to Chuck by default and the rest of us. So, I mean, hey, Harold, I want to make sure you're paying attention when you're doing the editing. So I play... Such an ass. I, you know, I just want to make sure you feel welcome and that you participate in the show. Right. <laughs> I'm glad Harlan, you're for me. Harlan, if you're not editing out such things as <laughs> t- sprinkles, then what good are you? I pay the hosting bill. Yeah, and which is incidentally more than my dues. What we get for that hosting bill, thank you, marginally. Wow. Hey. I almost feel bad. I don't, but I almost. I mean, to be fair, I'll help you, but... I mean, uh, that's, it's all I have to offer. How would you take that from me? I wouldn't want to, because why would I want to be responsible for that kind of thing and not be able to go uh, into the doormat? I'm still saying you need to save it for money for next year for that. Yeah, you can pay our you can pay our lodge dues. Actually, as a matter of fact, as master, my dues will be waived. So I will pay your lodge dues if my, you my dues are our waived. lodge mm-hmm. and come down and be my chaplain next year, John. Hey, you know I uh, you'd have to ask my 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 grand commander to make sure he can you know spare his grand prelate. But will you be grand say- prelate at the time? Yeah, I'm sure the next guy coming up in line is not nearly as retarded and would not want me to be his grand prelate. He oh, wants yeah. to be the oh, grand right. chaplain of the grand chapter. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh is that you? Is that you next term? Yeah. So I, I want to point out that at one point in June, Sean is going to be at one for a 24 hour period, potentate of Osmond Trine. The Grand Commander of the State of Minnesota and the Grand High Priest of the State of Minnesota. And the principal conductor of the work. Well, to be honest, really? (laughs) At least least the fourth can, like, spread it out over a couple years. Uh, Well, I mean... It's about the same. Well, this year, yeah, because he'll go in as... Uh, most poo in oh no because he'll end up, he'll he'll end being eminent commander in April, April. grand commander and going most poo in uh, June in June yep I uh, thanks to COVID preventing uh, chapter and council lines from moving and a uh, resignation from the line bumping me up I was there was going to be a six-month period in two years where I was going to be the uh, Worshipful Master, High Priest, and Illustrious Master all at the same time. Yeah, my, my York Rite bodies will not um, let that happen anymore because we had that 
one year where we had a guy who was high priest, thrice illustrious master, and and commander, and a liquefied on the dais. Oh so there were like, yeah, we. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be high priest again it's not that uh, hard. next year. Not that hard. Being high, being high priest. You can be high you can do all three of the Yorkerite bodies at one time. It's not that hard. It's if not you, in yeah. my not not where I am. Not yeah. with what. Listen, you're accounting. You're you're accounting that that puts points out of the state. My my council is we speci- It's actually like our in our uh, bylaws for our, like with the the section of our bylaws that state our meetings. It is it simply states the. Uh, um, third Wednesday, immediately following the close of um, the chapter that that we're yeah. I mean, and we most of our council work is there's the reading of the minutes, the reading of the treasurer's report, and then for the most part, unless there's something that's specifically council related, like you know something related to the CMMRF. It's somebody makes a motion that we just carry over anything we did in chapter. So, like, if we get a if we get a petition, uh, a lot of times somebody will just make a motion that we accept the vote of the chapter, and instead of having to do a second vote. No, uh, my my uh, chapter meets two nights a month. My council meets one night a month, not the same night. Yeah. My commander meets two nights in a month. But my commandery is, well, what we are. My council is what we are. And my chapter is the... Who is whispering to themselves? My son's talking to me. Sorry. Oh, well, I'll, all right. So, yeah, no, it, it... And there's enough purple people eaters that run through my York right body that you know, I went from being eminent commander and having the grand commander and then going to a second grand commander to now being high priest with a grand high priest. And I imagine it's probably better when you're not the, when you're not in charge of a body with a grand body from your body working your nuts like a speed bag. <laughs> But anyways, gents, so many comments that can be made. I, oh, I, I came back just time to catch nothing to speed bag, so I'm interested. No, I, hey. I'm like, so if it was the fourth and I together, we would have just started beating you up on well, if you were any good, he wouldn't have to. Well, here's <laughs> he he's done that. Here's the problem with me, like so we went the fourth is now the current grand commander and before him was the guy who's also like, like these two guys back to back as grand commanders are two of my biggest Masonic mentors in my state. Chalked it up with the, all the past grand guys for some reason who tolerate me. And they've so told Michael me. And, Michael and James are your two big guys. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I got Mike's um I'm wearing I have Mike's uh past TIM jewel uh for with my name on it for my time as Thrice Master, so 
Yeah. Yeah, it uh those those two guys are when I moved to this state, Mike was the one who brought me down there because I didn't know where anything was. I was like, all right, I've been here like I'm, you know, and you know, since because I'm actually from PA, you know, I didn't do council until I came to, to this state because Pennsylvania did, at that time, I don't know, now didn't require council for commandery. It was optional, which is a shame because I love me some council. So, so the, you, you, you use the term thrice illustrious master. Is, is that what you all refer to the seated? That is the head. Or that is the that is that was the, the the term for the past a past illustrious master was called a thrice illustrious. No, so, so my everywhere my ju- else other than the mother council of the world, right? The yeah. the, the first grand council, which was Connecticut. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think mostly everywhere else calls it the illustrious master, and then the thrice illustrious is the silver trowel degree for us this the chair degree yeah so because our silver yeah because our we have our silver what is it called it is so our council our three our silver trial degree is called the council of anointed kings and our head of our council for our state is the most puissant grand master which is Because you know, and uh, you know, Be- my because uh, in Connecticut everything stinks. <laughs> so and, outside of Connecticut, then thrice the last year. That's what happens when you're you know right out of the armpit. No, it's it's interesting. There there are more uh, grand councils that use illustrious than puissant. However, puissant is the original terminology. They switched yeah. to illustrious because it was easier for us dumb country folk. To spell, <laughs> to say, <laughs> to say. Oh no, I, I, I can say poison. I can spell it. Fatal in masonry. I mean, it's like the you know in Pennsylvania, the guy who makes sure the doors tile is the purse of it. I'm like, I I can't spell that word. Real Pennsylvania or Western Pennsylvania? Real Pennsylvania. There's yeah. only one ritual in Pennsylvania. Because the well, you know what, Chuck, in, you're, in, you're, blue, in Blue Lodge, there's only one because I know this because when I was a Mason, Grand Lodge, Pennsylvania was what you know. Wait a minute, you, did you just say when you were a Mason? <laughs> no, when I was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> totally said that. You said when you were a Mason. Well, to be fair, I'm. A, I call you guys, Chuck. Chuck, the 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 my boss, the Jagoff I invited here, came from your state. Well, when I was there in that state, um, I my first officer chair was senior master of ceremonies where I opened the Bible. And the purse of it, which again, to this day, I still cannot spell, is the guy who, and again, I think the EA degree in PA beats the living crap out of Preston Webb EA degree because swords. Gotta love swords. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hmm? well, we're all getting. Yep. Uh, well, my son's the... telling me it's supposed to be snowing tomorrow, five to five to nine inches. So that's oh, a dust. That's a dusty where you guys are from. Pretty much, but um, 
Pennsylvania masonry is awesome, but the Grand Pursuivant. So if you if you pronounce it that way, you can spell it. Well, I'm I'm at, I'm from Pittsburgh, and we have trouble spelling and pronouncing things correctly, anyways. <laughs> Just saying, including our own, including the name of our own city. We from Pittsburgh. How do you spell that? You know, it's got T's and. P-I-F-S. Great grandfather, great 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 grandfather was a member of uh, Ionic Corinthian Lodge in uh, Pittsburgh. When you come into, uh, I assume it's still there, but when you come into our airport uh, where the two terminals meet into the main hub, there's this big mural of the various pronunciations of our our town because nobody can pronounce it right, including the locals. I. I took physics in the old Pittsburgh Masonic Temple when it was still called the Masonic Temple before it was Alumni Hall. So, and I parked my car where Syria Mosque used to be. Hmm. Anyways, gents. Arlen, you better stick a dart in this before we completely. Yeah, so that's the beauty of post-production work. Letting it die. Yeah, I mean, if we actually had someone who did things like that, we could condense this down to about an hour of really solid, entertaining content. Well, I'm just happy to see you're still awake. Well, see, that's the thing that makes our show better than all the others is we don't cut out all the other stuff. This is supposed to be after lodge. This is the real after lodge experience. And we don't sell, and yeah. we don't sell loot boxes or cufflinks or ties or spend 90% of We don't take ad breaks every Not yet. minutes. Unfortunately, COVID has my uh, Alibaba shipping containers stuck at the border for a while yet, but uh, when they get here, you too can have your very own after lodge tie tech. Nice. Hey, so, you guys, so what you, you're saying hey, is, unlike the the square people at the marginally oval table, we're actually going to sell Afrolodge cock rings. Because <laughs> that seems to be a theme that keeps coming up in the show. And I mean, I I I I, I for one will support and model. You know, there's things. there's only two people who who bring that up. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that counts as a recurring theme. Listen, it's a recurring theme in my head. That's what she said. Think about that. Where they go? And to point out, there's at least one guy in Australia who listens to this podcast who actually probably does want to see me. We've established this. I'm just trying to pave the road for more listeners. Imagine if you wore it wrong, but dude, you wear your you you wear your Afrolodge ring, put on your Afrolodge banana hammock, and you could probably sell both of them on separate bids to eBay to him. Can I can I be can I just mention I am so glad that I'm using my uh, headphones instead of letting this broadcast out through my speakers like I normally do because my son is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, well, that's that's a, just, that to be fair, that just that puts into whole question your ability to be a father. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but <laughs> well. At one point, you're going to have to talk about the Wang, and who better well, than like, remotely sure. through the internet? I'm well, sure, but I mean, there's, there's. Well, to be fair, how old? Think how old he is. If he's old enough, he may try and be like, ring, <coughs> and he may like find like a piece of like clay jewelry and try to stick it on there. You done messed up. 
You done messed up real bad. <laughs> All right, fellas. Yep. Guess we'll. Uh, <laughs> Brother Sean, thanks for. Uh, well, whatever this was, we hanging out with yeah. us. That's, that's a good. Headed out. Parts. Harlan, Harlan, just say just say good night, Harlan. Yeah, I, I got to do the outro. Thanks for listening to episode two hundred sixty three of the After Lodge podcast. Hey, Sprinkles. Buy our, buy our good night, everybody. Wiener. <laughs> you guys so much. <laughs> uh. Oh.